could go. You are talking to the cat. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens. And he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. But if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the first, but it could be the last. We're unopposed to claim banter. It's banter behind the throne. Welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne, our glorious second episode. Uh, as you're probably aware, we're the UK-based podcast for the Game of Thrones card game. I'm Dave Bamford. I'm Mr. Dav on the boards. Next person. <laughs> Which order are we going? You first. <laughs> Me first? Yes. I'm Tom Peel. I don't exist. I'm Lol Craven, also known as Old Shrimp Eyes. And we've got one special guest this week. I'm James Wormsley, known as JC Whammer on the boards. And that officially makes us a legitimate podcast because <laughs> we have an actual sort of celebrity. Yeah. Oh. There we go. How exciting. Like, so guys, got... can I just give a bit of advice? Is If you guys are going to be doing this every week, which hopefully you are for a long time to come, you need to figure out what order you say your names in. It's both like that that has to be a thing that you know. <laughs> well, normally we go lol, Dave, me. Uh, and that was... <laughs> normally, you mean last time. <laughs> exactly, which is why it threw us all out of whack when Dave went first. It was like, whoa! Well, that's it. Next time you'll go first and lol will follow you and I'll follow him. So that's fine. We'll right, stick yeah, it on the agenda. <laughs> we'll stick it on the agenda of things to work out for next time. <laughs> okay, right. On to the agenda. <laughs> I figured uh... the recording would be a good time to decide how you're going to proceed with future recordings. That just seemed logical. Thank you for your advice, James. We'll take it on board. <laughs> we'll take okay. it on board and dismiss it at the same time. Right, uh... moving swiftly on. Uh, first up, we've got a little bit following on from last week where we're talking about Archmaester Ebros and how nedly his card is. For those of us who haven't seen it, he's a four-cost, four-strength bicon with a learned crest. Uh, and the more chains you have on him, the better, because if you win a challenge, he claims X power where X is the number of chains. So Lol's done a bit of research. How nedly is Archmaester Ebros? Not in the slightest, from what I can work out. I was really disappointed with this one. Um, I expected an old man with like a silver mask who claims loads of power to be quite special, or at least mildly interesting. And he is he's not. Um, I couldn't find anything interesting apart from he'd done a bit of work about butterflies, and he has like a really hard test that he gives students. And that's it, pretty much. So, yeah, quite disappointed with that one. That's a shame. So on a scale of just bollocks or dog's bollocks, how nedly is this card? He, he, he just bollocks. That's a shame. Yeah, that is a I've, shame. I've actually taken him out of my deck as a result. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even bear to see him. You can't search for him without the gates. He's no. not nedly. He's not Why the even He's not the conclave. Yeah, so who fucking needs him? <laughs> so overall rating for that card is a box. Just box. Okay. Just next topic, next topic. See, we're dashing through the agenda. Hopefully we won't get interrupted by a fact this time, but if we do, it will be exciting. Glory. So we've had all of the 2.0 spoilers so far, as in we've had every single house spoiled. Which is every single one. And we've got James here, of course, who is a big Tyrell fanboy. I am. So... What do you think of Tyrell, very quickly? 
because we don't want to spend too long. If we can talk about all the factions as a whole, but what do you uh, what do you think about Tyrell? Very quickly, I'm very excited about Tyrell. They basically are what I was hoping for. They were the faction that going in, I knew I was gonna want to like, and they've printed a bunch of cards that I'm really excited to play with. I like the strength manipulation because um, it's the easiest thing in the world to play, but it makes me feel really clever when it works. Um, I like the power rush because then I don't have to play too long because it makes my head hurt. Um, I like Elena's informant because she has a rakish grin. I can see that. Yeah, um, yeah <laughs> she not really does. <laughs> ah, fair play. Yeah, I'm liking them especially because there seems to be a bit of synergy with Martel as well uh, because of the comes into play effects and. Uh, the strength yeah, the boosts Viper. really help the Viper and Doran and stuff, which is good, even if that is not thematic, thematic at all. Because well, for Tyrell and Martell to be, well, yes, pr- it pretend is. it's the War of the Usurper and they're both serving Targaryen. Oh, that's fine then. Uh, uh, but there's no Willis either, and obviously Willis and the Viper with Bros, but he's not there, so hopefully he'll do something. I quite like them because there's some synergy there with Greyjoy, isn't there? There is some strength boosting shenanigans, which um, you know. Floats my boats. <laughs> nice. Yes, thanks. You've been thinking about that all week, haven't you? I haven't. I just came up with it. If you can believe that, I just made that up. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm too good for this show. Should we be promoted onto one of the proper podcasts later? Well, m- maybe. Maybe. At this stage as well, I just want to drop in. Who, Whose dog is that? There he is. One dog. It's not mine. Mine. It may one minute I'll unplug my headphones. It may be mine. Oh my god, there's a dog barking. Right, <laughs> I'm, I'm say... going inside. Uh, fuck this outside lark. It was risky at the best of times, and it's not paid off now. They never gonna never, never go outside, man. <laughs> it was a mistake. Never. I thought never. it's a nice evening. I'm gonna sit in the on our patio, have a lovely little sit down, podcast Please. in your pants, podcast in my pants in my patio. Right, gone so long. I like the idea of Tyrell working with Greyjoy. So there's something for everybody. But what I also like about the Tyrell faction this time around is that like, there's some use for things like Randall Tarly now. And I always felt that it was a little bit of a shame that in the first edition, like, they sort of had a Tyrell sub-theme. Like, they started to work with it and then just abandoned it halfway through. And I always want to use people like Randall Tarly in first edition. But I just, well, you know, what's the point? So it's nice to actually have, you know something which is you know an actual thing yeah i had a tyrell maesters deck that i was playing around with a, a year or so ago and that had randall tarley uh, and all the tyrell characters essentially just and to lomis. use the copper link yeah the lomis of course was the maester uh, but you can use the copper link to give them the house tarley trait no, sorry yeah. the house uh, tyrell trait and then use Ty- uh, use randall to stand them and how did that work out uh it was all right I never took it anywhere, but I beat some people on Octagon with it. So It's one of those things where it's, it's really cool when it works. Yeah. But the amount of time it works isn't quite as high as you'd like to take it to a tournament. Yeah, it still had quite a lot of Barrow good stuff. It just had slightly more Tyrell than you'd normally see. Randall Tarly being the obvious example. But, I mean, yeah. you're playing Garland, in, Garland anyway. You were playing uh, Marjorie anyway. You were playing uh, Lomis. So... Now, there's a card that's Nedley. Garland Tyrell. I'll check this out if you have that of interest. That is a really good Nedley card design. I like that card a lot for that. Go on. 
Well, you know how he, um, if it's summer, you have to kneel him and take all the power off him? Yep. It's basically because, like, Garland Tyrell is, like, you know, he's top boy. You know, he's really good at what he does. But he spends a great deal of time basically just laying around at home, just living the good life. So, like, when summer's, when, when it's summer, he hasn't got time for none of this. He's just chilling. He's, he's chasing, <laughs> chasing some tail. He, he's just, you know, eating, taking it easy. So don't come knocking on his door in summer because he's not interested. Uh, and I like that. I never realised how much thought went into card design until I heard <laughs> your explanations for the Netherness. Mate, I love it. It's but... actually one of, one of my favourite things to do, actually, is just, like, look at the card and then look at the background and, and try and put together the, the thoughts and feelings. That's why I get so upset, man, when things are arch most rebros. What's all that about? Rubbish. Fair enough. Okay, so what are people excited to play in 2.0? What, what, what faction are you going to try <laughs> first out of the box? Two Greyjoys, I assume, and you're well, going to play Tyrell, James. Not necessarily yeah. for me. Um, I'm looking at a nice watch at the moment, funnily enough. Okay, what's that? I, I, well, because of uh, Mr. Jon Snow. Oh. While Jon Snow is standing, he is considered to be participating in each challenge in which you control another attacking Night's nice Watch character, which basically means he's just an extra four strength for every challenge, which should be quite fun. Does he also have renown? Uh, no, he hasn't. You can no. give him long claw. No, he's oh. no attachments. Oh wait, except weapons. No attachments except weapons. Yeah, yeah. And I actually really like that. That he's yeah. great anyway. But if you give him the weapon that he uses, he becomes amazing. I just mm. that seems like a really good design. Yeah, it, Randall's got the same synergy with Heartsbane, which is fantastic. Yeah. You use Heartsbane to raise his strength. And then you use Randall's own ability to stand him. Well, I think all the mage, all like the um, kind of the signature weapons have got that, haven't they? Yeah, it's, it's, some of them are a bit more sort of on the nose. Like um, uh, Lightbringer just outright says, if this is on Stannis, he's got renown. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame, really. But still, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also not necessarily going for Greyjoy. I mean, I obviously I will play them, and I do like the look of them so far. But um, quite against my previous life, shall we say, I'm really interested in Stark. Really? Just yeah. Just the stand. Uh, I like the stand, yeah. And um, I don't know, they're just... Something about them. I, I quite like the um, the synergy between like the direwolves and... and and sort of the key characters, not obviously as we've mentioned the stand, but um, they feel a bit more—I don't know—a bit more honest than they are in the first edition. Does that make sense? Like, you yeah, kind of you've know, not got a no quarter there. Yeah, it just seems a bit more straightforward. And I think for kind of picking up a new edition and getting stuck in, that might be the most interesting thing. But in all likelihood, I will end up just playing Greyjoy. It does seem that Stark have been given a uh, ambush on Direwolves. Hmm. as well, uh, with the Wolveswood, um, which should be quite interesting to see. A few uh, wolves just jumping out of you going, wee! Wee! You can ambush the wolf and then use like warm rain. And yeah. as long as they don't count your gold and realise what you're about to do, it's a bit more of a surprise, which is cool. Yeah, and I mean, we've got a two-cost direwolf, so it's like, if you've got the Wolveswood on the table, three gold and at least two cards in hand... Do you want to make an intrigue challenge against that Stark player? <laughs> yeah, true. I guess it's a bit of a, a bit more of a combo than. Oh, I mean, it's a combo, like. but it's like if you're running, you like warm rains and your direwolf pups and your wolfswoods, then you're gonna 
hold on to the gold, aren't you? Like, even if you're just bluffing. True. And Direwolves look a little bit more playable than they were at this point in first edition, which is nice. Yeah, I, I was just about to add that in, actually. It doesn't feel like Direwolves or something which has been sort of shoehorned in to keep people happy. It does actually look like a pretty good theme already. And that's nice. I like that. So what about you, Dave? Um, I'm actually most excited to play Baratheon. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I sense. guess that's not a complete shocker because I do no. play a lot of Baratheon at the moment. But I'm not entirely enthused about Martell, although Ariane looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to play around with Stannis because he looks like the card that will ruin people's dreams the most. Yeah, I think Martell um, have probably come out of this the weakest. I they, think they look more it, subtle, I guess. It Less depends exciting. a lot on the cards that we haven't seen, I think. Because I think what people are sort of doing is they're looking at the top end characters. Like they're looking at, you know, Baratheon seeing Robert and he's just amazing. And they're seeing the Queen of Thorns in Tyrell and so on. Mm. And then they're looking at that Red Viper and going, eh, well, I can kind of see how he could be good, but he's not good yet just because that reaction you can't trigger. But for me, what made Martell great in first edition is, obviously they've got the Red Viper there and he's amazing, but it's a lot more about having, you know, your house messengers and your uh, your Dornish paramours and your flea bottom scavengers and all this stuff at the lower end that just kind of makes the deck work. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to depend a lot on what we haven't seen there. And also, to be fair, that Ariane. That Ariane is just phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, I quite, I quite like that Dawn attachment, the the sword. Uh, attached character gets plus one strength for each plot card in your use pile, which basically means they're pretty slow playing, but when they get up, they're going to be horrible. Um, yeah. what, I, what I do like about that is because obviously attachments return to your hand when they're gone. So even if you draw it early, you can just play it out, and then you know maybe a couple of turns later that character dies, but then when you play it, it's going to mean more. Yeah, pop it on the Viper or Edric Storm. Does anyway, it have to be a House Dane character? No, no, any character, but if it's a House Dane character, they gain Intimidate as well. Ah, of course, yeah. So you want to put it on Edric Dane or Darkstar when he finally comes back. Yeah. Or, yeah. Assuming he's not already in the core and we just haven't seen him yet. I don't, of course. Mm. If they're still keeping the core kind of like early story, I would be surprised to see him. Well, I mean, I think with Martell, they kind of have to ignore it a bit, don't they? Because, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, the, I other than the Red Vipers... Yeah. Edric Dane's in the first book, I think. Is he in the first one? I, I think he he appears, like Arya meets him when he's with the Brotherhood, maybe? Yeah, I mean, he That's gets sent out to... with Beric in book one. But I don't oh, know whether okay. he's actually mentioned. He may be mentioned as his squire during the tournament, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Because there's quite a lot about... Well, we've been listening to it in the car on the way home from work, and uh, there's quite a lot about Beric and some of these other people that you don't really hear about until... They don't really become prominent until later. But early on during the Hands tournament and stuff, there's a lot of information about them just through Sansa's eyes. Things like that. Like Jane Poole fancies the pants off uh, Beric. And she ends up with someone uh, a bit less nice. <laughs> Far worse. Future Lord of Winterfell. Oh, uh, yeah, true, true. If you're, if you're into that. She's done well. Okay, so, um, yeah, is that is that how we... I think we're all done with the 2.0 bits, are we not? Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing is the, the Kingslayer deck building article dropped about an hour ago, and that said uh, for Gen Con, you ignore house loyalties, and you basically just smash two decks together and add some neutral cards and pick your plots. Which yeah. is, which be, awful. Yeah, <laughs> but it's only one tournament, so it's because like, you can only use a single tour, a single core. 
So it will at least uh, be a bit different to the games you'll... It does make me want to look at the cards and figure out what's the most stupidly good deck you can make with those restrictions. <laughs> yeah. Like being able to use loyal cards from multiple factions. Because mm. there's a lot of very good loyal cards. Like I can imagine like playing um, that Khal Drogo that lets you initiate an extra military challenge with the Jamie that doesn't kneel to attack. I was about to say that. that Although, that... To, be, to be fair, you can do that anyway because Jamie's not loyal. But now you can do it in Lannister. Fantastic. Grim. And so much draw. Oh, it yeah, gets cool. over the, the whole disadvantage of having only one of each unique card, I assume, uh, by the fact that you can include the draw cards from two houses. Yeah. Which well, I guess is less draw than you would normally run. But Doing Tyrell and Baratheon, so you've got um, the Red Keep and that uh, what we can see at the Manda looks like it's going to be drawing two cards when you win by, by five or more strength. And nice. the red keep boosts your strength in power challenges. So it'll be easier for you to not lose power challenges and it'll be easier for you to trigger the Manda and you can get four cards a turn from playing both of them. That of course, nice. uh, on the flip side, you've only got one copy of each, I guess. But That's not important. Highlanders yeah, fine. Who, who cares that. about sort of the logical, like, practicality part of it? I'm going off best-case scenario here. Well, Waffle played that Lannister Many Things deck in the Highlander tournament at Starlet, <laughs> where he had 60 different cards. <laughs> and he saw White Raven turn one in every single practice game and every single tournament game. Yep. Can but confirm. Waffle doesn't live by normal people rules. No, no. No, he does. Uh, he runs on a system of luck and... Well, luck. I think that's the only real thing he has. He just, just all of a sudden, oh, he's done lots of many things. This is amazing. He's completely smashed. He can barely stand up. He's the kind of person who will stumble his way into the toilet and then sit down and beat you at cards. Yeah, uh, and just not know how he does it. But he just does it. That's true. Can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, any more final th final thoughts on two point um, yes, I, like I saw earlier on um, a rumour the Americans are due to get this very soon, aren't they? But we have got to wait a lot longer, is that correct? Gen Con's what? Week, next week? Yeah, Gen Con starts a week today. Yeah, so they will get it a week today. And we get it sometime in August, according to our distributor. So well, at most we've got to wait a month and a bit. That's not as bad as I was led to believe then. That's pretty good. No, that's all right. That's, that's if... That. That's if Esdivian were telling the truth when they said that. Yeah, I mean, Conquest launched in September, I think, so yes. that's what I was working on initially. Obviously, the earlier the better, but... Yeah, well, I mean, like, Gen Con's a couple of weeks earlier this year than it was last year, so hopefully we'll get it sort okay. of mid to late August. Sure. Well, and at this stage, then, um, regarding Starlek, um, are you guys going to play first or second edition at Starlek? I think the main tournament at Starlek's um, first edition. Yeah, I got that impression. So I'm definitely going to take a second edition deck, but I think I'll. Uh, um, first edition is going to be my main game. I think still, just because it'll be, you know, it'll be the the send off to it. Yeah, I agree. Same here. I, I would no. assume many first edition, uh, second edition tournaments will just be on the Sunday. Mm. But I mean, it'll be tight for time. But then a lot of other people will be doing other things, whether it's the other side events, the other LCGs, or the team event. For England have to defend their crown. England and Scotland, of course. <laughs> yes. Have to defend their crown. <laughs> I'm uh, at the end of a Starlack. I'm going to use my deck to light my cigars. 
uh, victory, I think. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of those cards are yours. <laughs> I'll just yeah. pick out like an Asher Greyjoy and just light a cigar off it and be like, aha, this boys is the end of an era. Oh God, I, I couldn't let you do it. We have about 15 copies of Forever Burning. Well, we've got so loads of John Snows as well. <laughs> Waffle got carried away during the draft. I mean, surely the, you've got to you've got to burn Shireen. Well, we already have, haven't we? For those who haven't seen, uh, at the end of the Manchester Regional, we sacrificed Shireen to Rillor at about two o'clock in the morning, uh, <laughs> and then went to the Stockton Regional the next day, and I did pretty well, so it clearly worked. That yeah, well, you were playing, and I'll link it to you. I was playing Burn as well, which helped. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's two point oh, and. Uh, miscellaneous other topics um, just before we came on air uh, lol posted on facebook saying does anybody have any questions for us and the first question was have we packed our bags and i'm afraid the answer is no although i have been to the pub mm. uh, has anybody else packed their bags um i haven't i have been i'm currently drinking but i um i haven't packed my bags that is a shame peel uh no i have not packed my bags unfortunately i did have a chinese earlier though so that's like the same thing almost <laughs> James, how are your bags? Unpacked still. It, That's a shame. The shift pattern hasn't favoured me. Tomorrow, this time, I will maybe have packed bags. Okay. Well, if anybody wants to pack their bags with me on Friday and Saturday at Blackwater, they are welcome to. And if anybody <laughs> wants to buy bag my bags for me, then that's even better. <laughs> I, I might... Uh... Go on, mate. Go on. I was going to say, I think I might bring a packet. I think I might bring some bags for the train journey. I think at this stage, it would be prudent for Dave or Peel to probably explain what it is we're talking about, because it probably yeah. could be taken in all sorts of directions. Yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. Uh, we turned up at the pub on a bank holiday Sunday, and he was about to close, so we said we need to make it worth his while and opening in staying open for the next couple of hours. So we ordered a round of Baileys, decided that we had packed our bags, and that we went on. We then went on the road, which is 16 very specific drinks in a specific order. And my God, does it get you absolutely done. I'd uh, like to give a little shout out at this stage, actually, to Josh Chambers, who just sent us a picture of himself yeah. holding a bottle of Baileys saying, <laughs> bags packed. Yeah, I'm slightly worried he's listening in on us. That's like, terrifying. At the time, he's not meant to. <laughs> that is really, really sort of eerie in terms of like timing. But Josh, what well I mate. At least someone's packed their bags. So, Will, we haven't packed our bags. But Josh Chambers, he definitely has. What a lad. Yeah. Our other question was from Kevin Richardson, who I've not had the pleasure of meeting, I don't think. Um, <laughs> it would be really bad if you have. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm drunk half the time. I can't your, remember these He's things. your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, uh, can you go through some of your greatest plays or misplays and the like? Uh, and, of course, we've had so many great plays, we haven't really had time to prepare our favourites. So uh, that will be a topic for another week. But Humble brag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have thought about our, some of our great misplays. So... Lol, what's your worst misplay? Uh, well, I've had quite a lot, um, but they often end up being quite funny, so I can't really use those ones. Um, I think it was probably the most recent cock-up I made was at Gamers Nexus, which is my friendly local game store in Rayleigh. Uh, we have a monthly friends meet-up, which doesn't really get a lot of people, but um, myself, Ian, and... Uh, a guy I play with regularly called Mark were in attendance on this one. I decided to give Lannister no agenda a go. And um, I think I was up against Lannister Knights. And in one turn, it all kind of went just horrifically downhill. I flipped 
someone by the conclave and then just forgot to go and search for a person. So, yep, that, that was a good start. I then forgot to trigger my Castellan of the Rock three times <laughs> during marshalling. And um, the guy I was playing against was down to two cards. He, he didn't have a lot, you know, going on. And then I forgot to cancel his uh, draw from Jamie with the Iron Throne. So, yeah, um, I lost the game that turn pretty much. I never recovered from that sort of terrible scenario I found myself in. So, yeah, that, that is my greatest consecutive run of poor plays. That's horrible. That is horrible. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Rubbish. James? I've got two that I'm torn between from the first year I went to Starlet. One of them was in the very first round um, where I triggered... I, I was playing Greyjoy Maesters and I was playing against a Stark player um, and she had Brienne on the table. And as any Greyjoy player knows, Brienne is death. Yes. And I was challenging first. I had one Maester with the bronze link on and one with the pale steel link on and I had a Milk of the Poppy in my discard pile. Um so oh, no, I, I know where it is going. It sounds horrible already. It's not as it's not the wrong way around, okay. if that's what you're worried about. It is I declared a challenge with the maester with the bronze link, said I trigger the bronze link. The top attachment in my discard pile is milk of the poppy. I take it into my hand. Went on with the game. Next oh. challenge, I uh, declare a challenge with the maester with the pale steel link. I said I trigger the ma- the pale steel link. I put into play the milk of wait. And then I looked at my hand and realised that I hadn't taken Milk of the Poppy. I just said that I had. Oh! <laughs> Not actually done it. And then was left with nothing to actually blank Brienne with. She then military challenged with Brienne. Won the challenge. No quarter. Die by the sword. Sad, James. Oh, no. That is one of my misplays. The other one was, again, in Starlick. Again against Stark, this was the um, top 32. Um, and my opponent had Threat from the North revealed. And Threat from the North is minus one strength to all characters. Discard them if strength zero cannot be saved. And under this circumstance, I decided that the way to turn around the game, because he had quite a few characters out at that point, but what he didn't have out was a character with a crest. And I thought, Wex Pike. Oh, no. (laughs) And I played Wex Pike, the one-strength Wex Pike, and I declared, I play Wex Pike, who gets discarded because of Threat from the North. (laughs) I realised as I was doing it, and was able to say it in perfect sync as if that had been my plan all along, and he just gave me the weirdest look of, okay, are you operating on some level I can't figure out? And I can only assume that at the end of the game, he was like, how did that guy make this top 32? <laughs> now, if you had parting blow, that could have been glorious. It could have been, but I didn't, and it wasn't. That's a shame. Oh, man, that makes me sad. Go on, then, Peel. Well, one of my greatest flops. Yep. Pretty much every tournament I've been to has resulted in one. Um, I think some of my favourite consists of putting Theon Greyjoy, that kills a character when they count gold, uh, down in setup, and then declaring I go first. making sure i go first as well and purposely winning initiative just to to go first just yeah i'm going first we'll kill theon then (laughs) (laughs) um 
there's been other times where I've um, just, well, I forget to trigger things pretty much most of the time. Uh, for example, the King's Road, uh, even though it's passive, I still managed to completely forget about for the whole game. Um, I've done countless numbers of errors, and uh, I'll probably do them all again at Starlick, and I look forward to doing them with an excuse. I did play a game against you a couple of weeks ago where you forgot to draw from the Summer King's Road for at least three rounds. Yes, 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 Dave, that sounds about right. It's because I forget they're there. Um, (laughs) I don't look at my locations, I look at my characters. I only look at my location when it comes to counting gold. Um, For the rest of it, I'm not really that interested. The last tournament. (laughs) And I didn't win, James. (laughs) I wonder why. Touche. That's yeah, the pretty mark much of forget good... about various locations, forget what they can do, and often forget triggers. Uh, but, hey-ho, uh, it's, it's not as bad as the time I killed someone when I had a save in my hand. I just put... Oh. And Peel's gone. The gods of okay. Skype were just so upset with that. I couldn't take that nonsense anymore. No. Oh, dear. Yeah, clearly the mark of a good player is to look at their characters and their locations and the, the top tier players look at their hand as well. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's for top, the real pro plays. Yeah. <laughs> top tips. Yeah, top tips all round. Look at your hand, look at the plots. And the really like the people on the John Bruno level even look at their opponent's cards. <laughs> yeah. Steady on. We're, we're, we're dangerously close to giving out like valuable play tips here. Yeah, I want to win Blackwater. This isn't what we're about. The people who just cheat, look at their opponent's decks. <laughs> hey, you can play um, You Murdered Her Children, look through people's decks. Uh, the biggest misplay for me that I can think of off the top of my head was in a semi-final game at the Rayleigh Store Championship against James. <laughs> uh, and he had a nice location base and he had a nice character base. He was playing um, uh, Lannister No Agenda Clansman with Narrow yeah. Escape and I was playing Martel Hollow Hill with Burning on the Sands before all the restrictions. And counting at least seven influence, I thought, all right, I can kneel four influence to play Westeros Bleeds and discard all his characters. And then I can kneel three influence to play Favourable Ground and discard all his locations, wiping his entire board. Um, and I'll be in good shape, you know. I've got the Red Keep. It'll come back out of shadows. I've got the Red Viper. He's still there. That's fine. Um, but I played Favourable Ground first and got rid of all my influence. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't bleed uh, and Wabba won that game but it was very very close yes. <laughs> got to about 13 power oh dear back in the days when James was invincible during store championships oh I remember those days they were nice <laughs> okay so James uh, a couple of weeks ago at Norwich you played House of Dreams Gaston Grey yep People online have said, why? Why are you doing this to us? Why don't you just play Quentin? So tell us, why Gaston? Well, in the run-up to that regional, because I was fortunate fortunate enough to win the Manchester regional, my intention basically was to play Jank. Mm-hmm. Um, but as much fun as I have designing Jank, I also like designing like interesting out-there decks that I think might be able to actually win. Good decks. Not necessarily good. That's a strong word. <laughs> I don't like to use the word good when it comes to my play. But interesting decks that sort of stand a chance. And I designed this strange Gaston Grey deck that included all these cards that never see play, as well as Gaston Grey. 
um, and offered it around to a couple of people. Um, I offered it to you, Dave, and I offered it to Tagore. Um, you decided you'd rather play your um, Tug Hollow Hill, which I'm sure you're kicking yourself over making the final. Terrible decision. Um, yeah. You know, making it further than I did, that just shows that it was the wrong decision, <laughs> making me look stupid. Um, and Tagore preferred to play the conventional Martel because he thought that it would be more reliable in a tournament setting, and he was desperate to make the cut so he could say he made the cut in Joust with every house in first edition. And how did Tagore do? Uh, he didn't make the cut. Shame. Because I beat him in the last round of Swiss. Yeah. Why me? <laughs> You're so cruel. <laughs> Someone's so... got to be. But <laughs> so... yeah. So I decided basically to play it because I was disheartened that no one wanted it and I wanted to see if it was any good. Um, and so it wasn't really that much of a meta decision. I made some decisions within it. I decided I didn't expect anyone to be playing cities. Um, so I didn't bother running any dupes of Gaston. And I also figured that if anyone was running Rally Cry, that the fact that I chose to put basically no draw in the entire deck would mean that I wouldn't have more cards at command. <laughs> that's the reason for running no draw. <laughs> Just in case they played Rally Cry, right? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the my top tip. Well but, based on that, I have no draw and grow draw and it hits me every goddamn time. <laughs> yeah. What's but going on there? You run like removal and saves and stuff. Oh yeah. I prefer to just run bounce. That way, they've still got all their cards. They're just stuck in their hand. Very clever. But yeah, I also thought that two of the best decks, in my opinion, um, before the last FAQ, were Start No Agenda and um, Boats. And so I thought I'd try and build a deck that could reliably beat both of them. Um, because the Boats obviously hate Guest and Grey. It bounces the Maiden's Bane back to hand and then they lose the invulnerability, they lose the entire point of the deck. Stark generally dislikes having its characters controlled mid-challenge, and one of the problems that Martel has had against Stark is that, as they found when we played in Manchester, Stark can deal with Gaston Grey through blanking it. So I yes. thought, if I make it a House of Dreams, they can't blank it. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to try and actually build a deck that can win, I'm just going to try and build a deck that will punish anyone that does try to win. <laughs> that does sound satisfying. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, in our game in Manchester, you managed to blank Gaston Grey with a Nightmares, then Mirror Reed, and then a, finally a Frozen Solid just to kick me in the nuts. Yeah, that was, that was good. When I, <laughs> when I managed to get first player for two rounds in succession and then draw a Froso on the turn when you were finally going to be able to bounce my Brienne with Wolves on her. Yep. <laughs> good times. It's, it's the least you deserve, Dave. Yeah, and as anyone who watched the stream will know, the deck ended up working a lot better than I expected it to, except against boats where I lost in the top four to Marco. So the lesson is that I don't have a clue what I'm talking about, really. <laughs> well, I think fair. the reason you lost was probably, I don't know, I think I may have jinxed you. Because people <laughs> listened to the commentary, I was quite firmly like convinced you were going to win. Yeah, um, I made some outlandish claims. You were making some, some very outlandish claims, and then um, yeah, you, you lost. So I think I may have tempted fate for you. So don't worry, Wemmer, it wasn't your fault. You're the one that moved all the red vipers out of the top of my deck. Uh, it must have been me. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You know, forgive and forget. It's fine. That's the Martel way. Mm -hmm. Sure.
I'm okay. pretty sure that's what Doran said. I didn't finish reading that speech he gave to Ariane, but I'm pretty sure it was that. It, it, it ends, wasn't yeah. that important. Yeah, it ends with forgive and forget. Don't worry about it. Peel's <laughs> <laughs> laughing, of course, because he's got no idea what's going on. Not a clue. <laughs> Ariane's not even in the TV show. <laughs> but I'm fully aware that she would not be forgiving or forgetting. <laughs> forgive and forget jam and tea cakes. I'm pretty sure is how the end of that chapter goes. Let's yeah. all have sit down and have a lovely, lovely bit of Bailey's and let this whole thing blow over. Uh, Which is what then before it actually means. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a Bailey's and watch this blow over. Okay. Let's pack our bag. Glorious. Okay. So we'll just have so... a bit of a nap. <laughs> so that's Hod Gaston. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you enjoy playing it? Was it good? Yeah. Yeah. I. It's always a really fun deck to play. I'm not sure how fun it is to play against sometimes. Um, because when it works, it's basically, okay, your characters don't do anything and you get to watch me just sort of chomp you. But it definitely is a very fun deck to play. And getting to use stuff like um, the wonderful combo of Bastard of God's Grace, Prince's Attendant, and Blood for Blood to boost your chud oh. to three strength, get a card, and then kill their, you know, like, Asher or Cersei or whatever. It's such a Never stop being hilarious. That's pretty nice. I mean, I love the Bastard of God's Grace. He's so good in Quentin for just kneeling in for a cheeky strength boost and standing in for Vengeful even if you're not opposing the challenge. Yeah, and getting draw for your trouble. Exactly, yeah. So good. So the more you can use him, the better. Although, of course, not thematic at all because you can't use him on the Viper. And he is the Viper's squire. Terrible. Ridiculous. Yeah. So who's Clearly he's meant to be used with the angry Viper. Exactly, who is a great um... card. So I assume if you were going to play this deck again, your restricted card would be the Red Viper? Probably. The, basically, there's two different ways you could take it from here. Obviously, the Viper is very, very important because he triggers Gaston. Um, but there's also the option of running the really rubbish Viper, the um, yeah. explodey button Viper that kills everyone because he's noble as well. I'll... He would be blank because he only works when you don't have an agenda. He would be blank. So in all probability, it would in that case just be add a second Doran, which means in all probability it would be keep the Princes of the Red Sun Viper as the restricted. Because the orphans worked well in that deck, but they were very much sort of, oh yeah, they'll be nice, rather than they are vital for this to work. Yeah, we had a bit of a hard decision on restricted cards simply because none of them really jumped out at us. Yeah, Martel had that problem of lots of good restricted cards, but no necessary restricted cards. Yeah, what a problem to have. Yeah. yeah it eats me up inside. Um, I'm sure it does. <laughs> so what would you would you add anything? Would you add uh, Games of Ass? Yeah, I think probably instead of the Orphans, you just slot of Ass in. And then happy days, really. Yeah, reduces your already grim setups, but... This is true. Running but hey, that just gives so... you more protection against Rallycry. <laughs> exactly. I think what the tech? version I did was a little bit too light on draw. I'd consider adding um, House Messengers and maybe Prince of Dawn just because um, Harren Hall's prized and the Desert Raiders are prized, so you do get a little bit of use out of it. Okay. Are you running uh, Dornish Paramours? Uh, yes, three copies. That's fine then. Very yeah. good. Gotta run the Paramours. It would be betraying us not to do so. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, for those who aren't aware, both uh, Lol, James and I are all Cornish Paramours. That infamous Facebook group 
Yeah. Highly exclusive. <laughs> right. Um, go on then, James. Uh, talk to us about Blackwater, which is happening in two days from when this airs. Three days from now. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's the second year um, that we've held this. It's basically a big Thrones tournament, unofficial. We've got loads of cool prizes. We've got uh, original design playmats for top 16 and a few extra bonus ones. We've got all sorts of extra swag that people affiliated with the tournament, particularly Paramours, have just sort of picked up through going to tournaments. So we've got loads of extra you know, regionals and store championship playmats, that sort of thing. Uh, we've got original uh, designed house cards um, for everyone who enters. And just to give the artists some credit, uh, the playmat's designed by Bonnie Kate and the house cards are designed by Mark Truri. Um, we've got some custom tokens based off of the house card art, um, which are being done by Dracula. Um, and the winner gets free entry and accommodation uh, to Starlight this year. So if you want to come to London spend 15 quid, maybe save yourself like 150 euros in November, have an awesome time, get drunk, then come on down. It's going to be great. Or up, or sideways, whatever direction you need to go to get to Darksphere. Excellent. Yeah, the, um, the house cards marked on, I, I really dig those. I think they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah, they've got a really cool sort of classic design, haven't they? Yeah, old school kind of Steve Jackson sort of fighting fantasy look about them I, I really like them yeah that's a big fan I love my fighting fantasy books so yeah. brings back some good memories um, oh can I just say on the on the subject of Blackwater uh, big thanks to Eddie from Guys That Game Up in Stoke because I know he gave us a ton of stuff when I was up there stood next to Bammy he just kept giving us cards to give out at the Blackwater Bay yeah well, a lot of them were a lot of them were Star Wars promos, which obviously I've kept myself because it didn't happen. Yeah, but you did get about <laughs> 20 Jon Snows. Um, yeah, I've got a stack of Jon Snows and about 20 Berwicks from last year's national kit. So they'll go into surprise support. Uh, so if you don't have a Berwick Dondarrion, come along and get one and never play it because he's terrible. The only problem oh, is this. that's a controversial statement. <laughs> terrible <laughs> now with Gaston Gray and Game of Savas. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. you... You play him as, like, giving him the immunity. Yeah, true. If you play the hyperbaric chamber, then it's different. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, he did me the other day when Wedge played him in Norwich. So, I can, can't remember. There's just a bit of bitterness there. <laughs> Not at all. I love losing. It's fine. So Dave, are you, are you saying, car. Dave, that your favourite card beginning with B isn't Beric Gondorian? Oh, segue. Yeah. Segway. <laughs> Look at that. No. That's, that's radio. Uh, right a, yeah. I told you I'm wasted here. Um, <laughs> so Dave, it's not Beric. What is your favourite card beginning with Beric? <laughs> well, surprisingly not, it is not Burning on the Sands either. Oh. It oh. is in fact Banner Bearer. Nice. What? Yes, Banner Bearer. That was on my shortlist. It's, Banner Bearer? It's beautiful. Um, you pop it on anyone and then you've got Stannis out and everyone turns into Stannis. Um... Really fun candidates for that are Old Red Priests. So you have Tricons with renowned stealth, vigilant and immune to okay. location abilities. Um, Elden Estamont, who basically becomes unblockable at that point. Yep. Uh, the Red Viper to make him even more immune than he previously was. Yep. Uh, it's just fun on everything. Melisandre, Brienne. Just to remind people what the card actually is. It's Sorry, a yeah. one-cost <laughs> attachment with setup. 
stick it on a character, and as in any phase, you can kneel it to choose a knight or lord character and give the attached character that other character's keywords. Yeah, fantastic card. Yeah, that's a great shout. Uh, one cost setup, brilliant. Yeah, it's really nice. I used to play it in a uh, Martathian, obviously, yeah. and so yeah. knowing to put it on the Viper, and even putting it on a Lost Spearman just made them really, really nice. If you give them stealth, great. If you give them renown, great. If you can actually take Stannis's keywords or Garland's keywords or something, then fantastic. Well, well yeah, I mean, aside from your janky Martathian nonsense, this has got, <laughs> a, a, and I, I mean that with, with the venom that it sounded. Um, <laughs> This has got a home in, in a, any Bracken night deck, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, that's where time, I first used it. At any time, you're going to have what a, a, a choice between deadly stealth, whatever. You know, with, with all, all the good nights out and about. Yeah, fantastic. Good. Yeah, it was very nice. I found I because I used it in um, a Barra Knights deck um, that I took to a regional, like, like 2013. Um, where I made it to the final and then lost to a Baron not nightstick that had more knights than me the whole game. That wasn't fun. That's not <laughs> the point of the story. But it, what I found very fun to do was to put it on Fat Bob, then declare a power challenge with him um, and Sir Courtney Penrose, and then trigger Banabera to give Bob Vigilant. Very good. Yeah, we like that. Lots of fun tricks. Source the men from the boys. All right. Uh, James, go on then. What's your favourite card of the game would be? I couldn't decide because I'm rubbish, so I made a list. <laughs> well, do you want to go last then and you can fill in the gaps? Yeah, okay. See how okay. many get picked off by the others. Right. I'll tell you what. Dave, you go next then. Um, I've, I've just been. Have Mine you? was Bader Bearer. Once I'll again, Phil, are you even listening? <laughs> again, did this last week. Yeah, but I have to search for the cards um, because I can't remember if it begins with a B or whether it begins with a K, so I've got to double check it now. Because uh, it... <laughs> I forgot just, what my other pick was. My actual favourite. Your uh, actual favourite. Baratheon house card. Baratheon oh, house card. It, that's it's in one sixth of all my decks. Probably slightly more. Like, this feature so has good. descended into fast. Isn't I've, it called House Baratheon? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've laid the rules of this quite clear last week. Yeah. You've got to pick a card. I'm I'm stopping this right now. You have to pick a card. It has to begin with B. Whammer, no lists. Dave, stop trying to cheat, man. You've had a go. I'm, I'm saying no more. Right? One card. It begins with B. Come on, guys. It's week two. <laughs> Peel doesn't have to begin with a K. What is it? A silent K? What, what? I don't know if it's just Balon's host or King Balon's host. And it's all of a sudden oh, dawned on me. It's King, King Balon's You see, that's what I mean, which is why I can no longer select my card, which is why I'm going to have to go with Balon Greyjoy, because without Balon Greyjoy, you can't get King Balon's host. You well, can use a better king. Well, like you Euron. could. You could use Euron, but I must admit, I do quite like Balon, even though for some reason you hate him. I just love bringing him out and just going, ah. I, I hate it because the, the art on the alt art card is not as good as the other one, but you have to use the alt art card because it's swag. So it just confuses me so much that I don't know what to do, so I just cut it. Which Balon are we talking about here? That's the not... Kings of the Sea one. A time of trial with Balon. Yeah, Kings of the Sea. Okay. Uh, the, the winter one's good, the new one, who gets like plus two strength. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's an ass. <laughs> good against Burn. Yes, yes it is. And do you know why he's good against Burn? Because he... he's sitting in front of the fire. <laughs> yeah, plus... Nice. Probably on a boat as well at some point. 
Deep dive wood. in, have a little swim. But boats are weak to fire. Yeah. Yeah. Made of wood. Mm. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> details, details. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm shocked you didn't... Oh, go on, lol, what, what's your card? I'll, I'll go to Peel later. Oh, I got so angry telling you guys the rules, I've actually forgotten it. Um... <laughs> Well, well, well. Yeah, mighty have fallen. I know. Um, okay, uh, hang on. Was it that? I've forgotten. Uh, here we go. Right, I'm going with this. And none of you are going to see this coming. Ready? My favourite card beginning with B is Before the Black Walls. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, shall I read it that? Because I imagine most people probably don't know what that does. Even if you've been playing for three years. Uh, it's a river. <laughs> Uh, it's four two one, so you know, good money. When revealed, name a challenge type. In order to declare any character to attack or defend during the challenge of that type, a player must declare all of his his or her eligible characters. Then you trigger the when revealed of a top river plot in your youth pile. Uh, yeah, um, I like it. It's got good art, quite quite pretty, which is always a big big deal. Um, and yeah. I, it's got a deceptively kind of uh, damaging effect, I think. It can really mess people up uh, when used correctly. And it's just, I, I quite like it. It's just a bit swag, a bit different. Um, while I'm talking, though, I've just remembered what I was going to choose. But, <laughs> but because the rules are you choose one, I'm not even going to say it. Oh, really? Can't leave us hanging. Is it Bale or Blacktide? Is it no, Bron? No, I'll tell you what. Okay, I'll break the rules. Blockade, isn't it? Obviously. Oh yeah. Just just for that reason, when you flip it, people go oh, because whatever plans, <laughs> whatever plans they had for that turn, fuck. Yeah. So yeah, and it's I, I like playing it best actually out of um, Gratian. Because you I'm get a big a seat, fan. You get a seat of power out or whatever. You're not even really that bored. But um, yeah, stick to my first play before the Black Walls. It's interesting. It's an interesting card, which. It's a shame it doesn't seem more play. Okay. I like it. James? Mm-hmm. See, the sting's kind of gone out of mine now because I was going to say blockade. <sighs> we have two um, great players on the, on the crew. That was a gamble. To be fair, yeah. James was traditionally associated with Greyjoy as well. Yeah, I played nothing but Greyjoy for like the first nine months. Yeah. Then you started Probably a year, actually. And yeah. I played nothing but Greyjoy for like a week. <laughs> Peel joined. I was like, I like this, but it's not that good. And then I bought the Martel box, and then Peel started, so it was fine. Yeah. yeah. What I love Five about the Star box. What I love about Blockade is that it's been in the card pool literally since the core set, and yet still nobody ever expects it. And then, yeah. like Craven said, they're always really disappointed when you play it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they've got forgotten plans. Yes, then they're excessively happy. Yeah. Well, yeah. saying this, you know, um, at the Norwich Regional, me and Peel had a little warm-up game. And um, I remember Marco was, was watching us play. And first turn against Peel, I flipped blockade. Didn't really think much more of it. Anyway, me and Marco roll around to our first game. What he happened? knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. So here's a little tip to everybody. Don't do warm-up games on the day of a tournament because someone's always watching. <laughs> Cheating, scouting, bastard. He's a scout. <laughs> I think we should revoke his victory from him immediately and award it to second place. What do you say, yeah, Dave? I totally agree. You know what? In turn eight, he forgot and planned my uh, 
dry season, and he knew that was coming. So, because he had seen it previously, that's cheating. That is cheating. He lost. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Marco. We love you, really. Yeah, we love you, really, Marco. But you're a, you're a cheating scout. <laughs> On the subject of cheating, I'm going to throw out Black Sails before Craven can stop me as another contender. <laughs> oh, Black Sails is nice as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Like Black Sails because I I did the best I yeah. have ever done at a major tournament, or probably ever will do at a major tournament with Black Sails. So I'm contractually obliged to like it. And what how dirty? Targ. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How could we forget that horror? No, Black Sails is a good shout, man. I, I like Black Sails. It's got it's, it's an interesting card, don't I mean? It's interesting design, fundamentally altered deck building. Yeah, it's cool. That's exactly what you want from an agenda, isn't it? Something that alters the way you think about the deck. Well, it directly affects it because I just love you've got the hold, and the beauty of it is it's just like, right, I know exactly what's in my deck. Let's see what's in my hold. And you can just calculate everything yeah. that's coming through. There's nothing yeah. more depressing, though, than looking through your hold and seeing all of the economy locations yes. <laughs> yeah. and just going, right, okay, I've got no economy locations from the draw. I'm going to have to somehow vote in people. Uh, this is a problem. And you go then, you draw, and everything's great, and then you realise that you have no boat icons on the board after three <laughs> turns. And, and by that point, you realise that maybe it's not the best deck to be playing in this situation, but um, you still love it anyway. I always be- feel like I'm wasting things. If I go to my hold and put out like a, a you know, Sunset Sea, I'm like, oh man, like you should be getting cold <laughs> or whatever out of your hole, shouldn't you? Or, or to be a Kraken or, or something <laughs> swag. Yeah, you yeah. go for like a bloody zero cost economy location. <laughs> oh my god. River blockade's really fun to pull up the hold. I do love a good river blockade for that. Um, yeah. Always been a fun thing. I'm, I know my most hated card beginning with B. I must admit, it's, it's the Bron uh, with reverse deadly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no matter what, I always friggin' forget. And it's like, that's fine, I'll block it with Bron. Cool, kill that guy. No. <laughs> when I first started playing this game, um, a guy who I played with, sort of quite a lot, called Sid. He, he, um, absolutely. I think he used to put Bron in it in triplicate. And man, like, when you're starting out, getting your head around Bron, he, he's a killing machine. He's like one of the best cards in the game. And then you realise allies are actually quite easy to shift. Yes. Um, yeah. If you so, play the right Aris Oak card, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, not... Waffle used to play him quite a lot when we first started. Yep, and, and that's why I, I hate used him. to play a lot of knights, uh, as in like Baron knights. And once he flopped Bron, and I had no knights on setup, and I cried. That's just how we're going to deal with that. One card and reverse deadly, and no Aris Oak card because I'm playing Baratheon, and I'm... I haven't learned how to build good decks. No, back in the day. So, um, yeah, is that everyone's card now? We're done. Yeah, I feel like we missed an important one, which was Blackwater Bay Veteran, which, as far as I'm aware, is the only House Brax card in the game. He is. You won't be house dividing that guy, <laughs> unless you play three of them. Before. That yeah. does remind me. One of the cards I wanted to mention was Blackwater Bay, because everyone should go to it this Saturday. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 what a link. <laughs> so really, that was more like a, an interlude rather than a whole different section. You could back said, to Blackwater Bay. Mm. Said Black How much fun it's going to be. Because you should rush there. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, well, let's go with that. Oh, okay. Well. Um, so for those, because you didn't actually mention it earlier, what's the plan for Friday, James? Because I don't think you've sent out any details yet. So No, I'm going to be doing that once we finish recording. So people that are 
already signed up to go, you already know by the time they're listening to this, but just to remind you in case you forgot, um, Friday night we will be going out for a curry on Brick Lane. Uh, it's what we did last year, only hopefully this year Tagore and I won't both be like two hours late. Um, and so it will actually work. Um, basically, it's going to be meet up at a pub, the precise pub of which is yet to be determined. Um, have a few drinks, head over, uh, haggle for the best deal we can get, um, which knowing Brick Lane will be an absurdly good deal. Last year, it was two free pints of beer for everybody. Wow. Um, and then have a, have a nice meal, have a few more drinks, be horribly hungover for the tournament on Saturday. Good. That's and Craven can sweep in sober as his fiendish plan to win. Mm. It's, that's not going to happen. I'll be sober, but the rest is probably fiction. Um, so, uh, Wama, are you playing in Blackwater Bay, or are you TOing? No, no uh, Tagore is going to be doing the TOing, but I am going to be on commentary duties. Oh, okay, interesting. So, um, at this stage then, Tom and Dave, are you guys happy to say what you're playing? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. Go, go on, you, you first then, Tom. Uh, I do believe that we've decided on Hyperclaim. Hyperclaim. Uh, Hyperclaim, mainly to annoy people, uh, I must admit. I've come to the point now where I know I can't win a tournament, um, so if I can just make someone want to hit me, uh, then that's a victory in, in, a, in a weird moral way. In which case, Reef wins all the time. Hex. Yep. You know what? I've taken Hyperclaim to a tournament before. I went four and one in the Swiss, topping the Swiss. Uh, and I won my top eight game. Nice. So it's fine. It's good deck. I, I reckon fun. it should be a bit of fun. I do. I, I like the idea of getting. Uh, my challenge is to get a uh, a five claim military off. That that's my challenge. Um, <laughs> not that difficult. It's, I mean, it's surprisingly easy actually because I'm just thinking of some of the cards that boost claim, and I know for a fact I could get about four of them out. I mean, do you have I, to uh... win that military challenge, or do you just want to initiate it? <laughs> no, I, I just want to take away five cards from their board. I don't oh. care if it's the only challenge I can make. I'll play to be a kraken, um, or not to be a kraken. Sorry, rise of the kraken. Play that, you know. Make sure Ooh. I get first turn, military like crazy, and just watch the look on their face as they lose all their cards. Well, he wants to see five men die. <laughs> I do. Animals. Ideally, I mean, admittedly, I'll be getting the train into London in the morning, so it's possible I'll get to see five bodies somewhere along my journeys. But <laughs> if this way, at least I get to have a little bit of, you know, wipe them out, go full aggro, because I've tried being tactical and it doesn't work. <laughs> tactical with Greyjoy. Yeah, got it. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> so when I played Hyperclaim. I did get in turn one in one of the games. I got a four claim military challenge, and then I used Die by the Sword on Mira Reed before she could go back to Shadows. Ooh, good. And yeah. then I used Price of War on a Stark Harren Hall, and I think a Frozen Outpost. Oh, bloody hell! So I removed seven cards from the board, and I'm pretty sure that's all his cards. Yeah, uh, I won that game. I can imagine, uh, but very slowly because he didn't have any power to steal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I murdered him too hard. Died. No problem. <laughs> it was such a shame. Okay. okay you kind of uh, want to let him go first, just so we can get a few unopposed off against you, and just then uh, steal the power back, right? We just to build yeah. it up a little bit quicker. Exactly. Um. Um. So yeah, I think I will probably play Targaryen Hollow Hill again. Uh. 
which seems to be my go-to deck at the moment, but I haven't actually played in a week, and I won't get a chance to play before. Uh, that's, we will, not true, we'll get to play tomorrow, Dave, I promise. Oh yeah, okay, before the pub quiz, we can play. Uh, or during the pub quiz. Not during the pub quiz. God damn it's it, nothing man. sacred. <laughs> he's an animal. I have, uh, I have asked our landlord, is it possible to get game night kits in? And he said he's going to look at it. I don't yeah. think it is possible. But, <laughs> but if we start playing in the pub, then like, why would I ever leave? <laughs> I'm throwing this out there, lads. A pub that will let us play cards in there is pretty much a good combination. Because I think we could host the regionals uh, where we are. Uh, and I think if we hosted the regionals in the pub, it would just cut out the middleman. Uh, there'd be no he's, need to worry about it. He's got the restaurant area. Like, those tables are perfect. That's fine. Exactly. Uh, he could I do a no local turn up and punch Reese. Exactly. They weren't <laughs> local. They came in for a stag do. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Have we got anything else before we uh, fuck off to bed? Um, I think no. we've covered all of your agenda, mate. We have covered the whole agenda. I think we've fully done the agenda. With no well, minor interruptions. No fact, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> no, we got oh, that's a point. We should look that up. Right. Oh, just check if, just in case there's a fact. <laughs> so what's the Kingslayer article just before we came on? I would love to see it, just the Conclave's been banned again. I got the Conclave. She's no longer banned. <laughs> uh, yes. I'd no. rather come up against 10 Mirror Reads than one Conclave uh, deck. I think, to be honest. So do I, because he'd automatically be disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> How many dupes is that? Ten. Get out. Yeah, um, you're out, mate. You're bad. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, James, for coming on the show. Uh, right, thanks it, for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Lending an, lending an air of legitimacy to us. Yeah, a bit oh, of credibility. Geez. Bit of credibility. <laughs> so, hopefully, you want it. to join us again in the future. Oh, hold the phone, fellas. Hold the phone. Oh, is there a fact? No, even better. There's some guy in the role playing board game for sale UK group selling a Game of Thrones LCG starter for 25 quid. Get on it while it's hot. <laughs> cheeky. So cheeky. You, you see people in the last few weeks trying to flog their entire collections for a couple of hundred quid. It's like nobody wants that now. Yeah, literally, no one wants it, pal. Never played, only opened. You better keep it, son. No one wants it. Not only keep it, but enjoy it and cherish that. Because... Enjoy it, yeah. Get two more. Get them a Blackwater. I'm going to message him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, thank you, James. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. And it's Baylor Blacktide. I said that. I said, why did you not say Baylor Blacktide? Baylor Blacktide. B. It's, it's got two Bs in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Clearly, he skipped my mind because I was too busy thinking about the eight-cost hosts. I was like, yes, that'll be lovely. I'll have one of them in my sandwiches. Uh, and then I don't obviously, know what, then... what I was thinking. Why did I say before the black walls? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> for the record, my list that I made was Baylor, uh, Banner Bearer, Banner for yeah. the Storm, okay. Bitterbridge Encampment, Black Hatchling, Black Sails, Blockade and Burning Bridges. Oh, and there's even Black Raven to throw in there as well. That would be a uh, make it Black summer. Raven's and one I of your favourite cards. That's yes, Black Raven, get the fuck out. <laughs> I also did a least favourite one. Oh, uh, what did you go for? Bay of Ice because mm. it's boring and goes in loads of decks and it annoys me. Mm. Beric Dondarrion because I hate Brotherhood decks irrationally. Bloodthirst because I hate Bloodthirst decks rationally. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brienne, because I played Greyjoy Maesters for a year and she hates me. Yep. Brightwater Man at Arms, because it goes in every Baratheon deck and it's boring. And Burning on the Sand, because I hate Dave. Well, you're ruining my game. <laughs> uh, that's it. I also looked at Blood Death, oh. which is fun. Uh, Blood mm. Orange Grove and Balerion, of course. But only when I playing Lannister. Oh, Balerion. Oh, Balerion's amazing. Yeah. And the Banter Knights. Oh, well. Oh, for God's that sake. doesn't begin with B. It does. It does. It does it's not. got a silent K. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if it starts with B or a K. What? <laughs> I was getting confused. It's fat, Bill. <laughs> I, no, seriously, I just thought it was Balon's O's. I didn't think it was King Balon's O's, did I? I was like, just because you're in a formal term. <laughs> we go for drinks at the end of the show. That's uh, you know, every time I play them. Elon Balon's host hanging out, having a few beers. <laughs> right, Balon's All host. of them. What have you been doing this week, Balon's host? Nothing. Neither <laughs> has anyone else. 